Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Today I'd like to talk a little bit about something known as the Kenross Incident, or the Kenross UFO Incident. Now this happened up in uh, northern Michigan, up around uh, Sault Ste. Marie. If you're familiar at all with Michigan, Sault Ste. Marie area is where Huron and Lake Superior meet. Back in the 50s, there was an Air Force base there. I think there's still some kind of a presence there now, but it's not called Kenross anymore. At any rate, uh, the Air Force had a base there. They're on duty, and the radar operator spots uh, an unidentified flying object over Lake Superior. It appears to be headed north from the U.S. toward Canada, uh, flying at about uh, 7,000 feet, I believe. So they scramble a couple of pilots. Uh, it's in a uh, Scorpion F-89, I believe. Uh, planes are discontinued now, of course, and they didn't have a real good track record even then. So uh, the pilot, Felix Monclaw, and his assistant uh, radar guy, uh, Lieutenant Wilson, um, they scramble and head for the UFO. Now, the radar operator is watching this whole thing unfold, and you can see Monclaw headed toward the UFO. And at some point, he loses radio contact with the Air Force pilot. But you can see on the radar that it appears as though he flies uh, either into or under the UFO. And at this point, they're not sure exactly what happens. But the, the radar operator, to him, it appears that the radar blip representing the American fighter plane and the UFO uh, just merge and then one of the blips uh, veers off and disappears. So he assumes that there has been uh, a crash and that the Air Force pilots are down somewhere in Lake Superior and that whatever they hit must have went down somewhere too but they just they, they have no idea for sure what's going on so they they uh, get a search together uh, the Navy, the Air Force, and they look all over. They can't find any wreckage of the pilots, uh, of the airplane anywhere, no sign of the pilots, nothing. Well, it causes quite a stir, of course. And uh, after a while, the Air Force comes out with the story that uh, this was a uh, D-10, I believe, a cargo plane from the Canadian government flying north to south, and that it was 30 miles off course. Well, the Canadians denied that they had an airplane in the area, but the Americans go ahead and uh, just repeat the cover story and say, listen, these guys are down somewhere in the lake. We don't know where they're at. Uh, they're just lost. Well, the story goes on from there. Nothing too much gets done about it. But five years later, uh, a fellow by the name of Keyhole writes a book on it. And he uh, interviews the Air Force. And they stick by their story that uh, the only thing that happened here was a low-flying uh, Canadian cargo plane. 30 miles off course, the Americans uh, pilot uh, had vertigo, they claim, and somehow uh, flew under the airplane and managed to crash the plane into, into uh, Lake Superior, and that was the end of that. The Canadians, however, still denied they had a plane in the area. 
Well, this carries us forward to 2006, and a uh, UFL researcher uh, comes up. Uh, he gets an anonymous he gets an email from uh, a supposed spokesman for a supposed company called Great Lakes Dive Company, and they claim that they have discovered the wreck. And not only have they discovered the wreck, but they have discovered a, a metallic bulge, uh, 15 to 20 foot object uh, next to uh, the, the remaining wreck of the airplane, and that's for sure some type of a UFO situation. Well, understandably, this causes quite a stir. But when further investigation happens, uh, there doesn't appear to be a Great Lakes Dive Company that's sending these emails, and the supposed spokesman uh, also disappears. So we're left back to square one, where all we know for sure is on uh, November 23rd, 1953, I believe it was, the radar man at uh, Ken Ross Air Force Base up there in the UP sees an unidentified flying object flying over Lake Superior. Two American pilots were sent up to intercept. The plane appears to merge with the UFO, but in fact disappears. And the only thing left was afterwards, a fellow airman said that he did hear uh, Lieutenant uh, Monclaw on the radio 40 minutes after the fact, but nobody else can report that, that this, this was the case. So we're left with uh, two missing Air Force pilots possible radio transmission 40 minutes after they appear to have merged with a UFO and no no clear answers. Uh, is this a clear case of uh, alien abduction? Did the, did, did the alien ship simply swallow up the American airplane and take these two unfortunate pilots wherever they went and somehow he made one last transmission 40 minutes after the fact? Who knows? What we do know for sure is is that the story that the American government told us uh, does not jive with the story that the Canadian government told us, but as with a lot of these stories, uh, there doesn't seem to be any clear evidence pointing to what happened to these fellows uh, in any case. Uh, have a link to the article on ufowarning.com. Take a look at it. It's an involved story, a very interesting story, like a lot of these, uh, like a lot of these abduction cases are. So check it out, ufowarning.com. Over and out.